0: which means you have to learn how to go to a nine to five, you have to be on time, you have to be present.
1: Hi everybody, it's Marcy Bullock, the host of Wolfpack Career Chats, and welcome back to season six, Fresh from the Pack. This season, we will explore the exhilarating yet challenging path that recent graduates face. Being a human is hard and change is hard, And you are not alone as you embrace the inevitable struggles of leaving your undergrad days behind and creating a life you love. Hi, Wolfpack fans. I'm so excited today that we have a recent alum, Michael Radulovic, who is going to talk about what it's like to transition from the campus days to the working world. Michael, how are you today? I'm
0: doing well. How about you, Mrs. Boyd?
1: doing so well and you're so formal still, just like you were a student in my class, you are more than welcome to call me Marcy because now you know you're no longer in that role of me grading you, right? That's right. (laughs) Fair, well, let's hear a little bit about what you're doing now and what led you there when you studied at NC State. Sure,
0: Uh, currently I work for Fidelity Investments, so that's a large financial intermediary. I work in the institutional space for a software development team that works with our external asset managers. So what that means is, it's, uh, long story short, it's a lot of these large entities like BlackRock or Pemco or Infesco, They create products and funds and then they sell them f- through Fidelity channels since we have a large reach. So um, we mainly work with those external asset managers and, and help facilitate relationships and provide them with data and information to kind of help uh facilitate all their needs. So to keep it high level, that's that's what I do on a daily basis.
1: Thanks for that introduction. Is this what you thought you would be doing when you studied at NC State? And can you share a little bit about how you chose your major, if you'd still pick it again today? Sure.
0: Yeah, uh, I, could, I can get manic, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, I knew I wanted to work for a financial intermediary for a while. I grew up with my father and a lot of his close friends, they all worked in this space as advisors for, you know, retail, what we call as retail clients. So that's you and I, you know, these type of people go into a brokerage and, and they meet people and build relationships and, and talk about what their financial goals are. And, and I grew up around that. Originally, I, I thought I was going to go down that career path. And after having, you know, long conversations with my father about, you know, What what I wanted to do, um, he kind of persuaded me to go a little bit of a safer route, something with maybe a little more gravitality down the road, and and I ended up doing the I believe it was the information technology concentration at North Carolina State University, and and that's how I kind of found myself um, in this career path, and you know, long story short, would I take that route again? Of course I would. It's a great career. It's, it's fun and it, we get to do a lot of different things. Uh, You can, you know, it's your career. You can kind of shape it how you wanted. I originally started out doing a lot of technical things and have kind of since moved into more of a business analyst style role rather than, you know, kind of being head down in in code and stuff like that all the time. And, And that's something that, you know, I've greatly appreciated in, in how I've kind of, move through my career. So I, you know, I got lucky, so to speak. Uh, A lot of other people don't have those same opportunities, but I got lucky to be kind of placed in a, in a a business group that, that allowed me to kind of try things out and do it my way and, and, you know, see, see what kind of came out. So.
1: That's really a great story. It's nice to have role models in your life who can give you advice, and especially when the advice they give you is good and you follow it and you think, yes, I actually am enjoying what I do during the day. And business analyst, it, it sounds a little mysterious. You said it's, I know it's like, what, what did business analysts yeah. do? It, it sounds fun. Like you said, like you're probably solving problems and, you know, just using your brain a lot. Can you dive into a little more about what your typical day involves that you yeah. find fun and maybe even some of the part that's not fun? Cause it is sure. work after all. That's, that's
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so technically my formal job title is a systems analyst. Um, I've kind of self- proclaimed myself as a business analyst, but in my space, I work on a software development team. So I'm not a financial analyst. I'm not a research analyst. I'm, I'm not rating funds or coming up with prospectuses or anything like that. So I, I work in the software development side. So what my role looks like on a day-to-day is... Um, I like to call it the peanut butter. So uh, essentially I fill up a lot of space. I help facilitate conversations with our, our business partners. So that would be our relationship management team and help facilitate their needs. And, and then essentially I formulate it in a way that can be written into code. So that's my formal job title. I've taken on some few, a few other responsibilities since joining this team. I've, I've worked for this team for three years. Um, I picked up kind of a product ownership role, so that's a little bit a level above what I I currently am classified as. But that that kind of means owning an application. So I own an instance of Salesforce for our team. So um, that's been fun to kind of expand upon my role and and help work on you know incident management. So when stuff breaks, you you have to go through formal processes at a you know a large enterprise like this. We have formal processes for things like that. And when we want to you know move new code into a production environment, we have to go through you know, various processes like that. But essentially, you're the person that at the end of the line that that is, you know, held to the stake, whether or not you succeed or, or or don't succeed. So that's been kind of a fun opportunity that was placed on my lap. And to kind of classify in some of the not so fun things, I think part of it is the thing I enjoy most about work is the people you get to work with. And everyone will say that, but i really enjoy the people I work with. But at the same time, people are people, they're human, and everyone can have a bad day. And, and that's sometimes just how life, life goes. So, you know, I would say people are both the best part and can sometimes be the worst part of, of work.
1: Isn't that true? I know I wish that everyone was uh, just delightful and you wanted to hang out with them on the weekend, sure. but there are some dramas and some toxic uh, personalities that weave their way into our, our workday. So I'm thinking back to when you were in class and it's so fun to see former students out there being successful, enjoying what they're doing. What kinds of things did you get involved in when you were on campus? Maybe you can say a little bit about the class you took with me and any other... Are- Other things that maybe hopefully helped prepare you for what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll classify it as I maybe wasn't the person that really extended myself too too much, but I was a part of a few uh, various organizations and entities that kind of helped kind of push me down this path. Um, First off, I was in a fraternity at North Carolina State University. I was in Phi Gamma Delta. I actually was the treasurer at one point, so um, that was kind of fun to balance a budget of around $85,000. You kind of learn a lot about how to really budget money and work with people and, and meet their needs, so I, I found that fun. And Our chapter was kind of made up of a, a vast assortment of people. We had some ag students, but a majority of our, our chapter was made up of engineers, so you know I, I have a lot of friends that are ironically were engineers that are no longer engineers to actually work in sales or consulting, which I think is funny, but- you know, life gives you, gives you oranges when you want apples, but um, you know, other groups I was part of, I would believe I was a part of the, it might not, it, it might've changed names, but it, it was essentially a financial group within the Pool college of management. And then I think I, on the side, I worked with some buddies and, and we just kind of read about the stock market. So um, those were a few things I kind of did in college that kind of helped, you know, get me to where I am today, you know, on top of taking your course, which, I thought was really influential just to learn how to talk with people and understand that you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to, to network and meet people and, and, you know, essentially, just put yourself out there. I think that that can be tough for college students. Um, There's also there's a lot of people out there that want the same jobs you want and understanding that you don't need to work at Facebook, you can work for whoever you you want to work for, uh, whether that's a, you know, a small, small firm or a startup, you you really can do whatever you'd like. No one has to, you know, work at these large, you know, what I'll call very famous companies, Apple, you know, Google. Microsoft, all these kind of large companies, you can kind of do whatever. And I think that kind of takes a lot of weight off people's shoulders, because sometimes it can be a little bit of a comparison game that I worked here and you worked blah, blah, blah. And I think that's kind of silly at the end of the day, you know, because at the end of the day, everyone's trying to work towards a goal. And and that's what's kind of most important.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you took that away because I know that's one of the things that is a goal I have is trying to build that community and just take a little bit of the stress out of the whole situation. Yeah. But I'm sure there were challenges when you left campus. Is there anything you want to share that maybe surprised you? Sure.
0: Yeah, I think moving away from campus. There's a lot of challenges, but they're all good challenges. Um, At a certain point in your life, you kind of, what I'll say, and this is, you know, I'll speak for myself, you kind of have to learn how to grow up, which means you have to learn how to go to a nine to five. You have to be on time. You have to be present. You have to be, you know, clean shaven. I'm currently not, but, you know, you have to, you have to look prepared. You have to, you know, essentially be an adult and that can be a a, somewhat of a, a challenging um, life change for people because in college, not in a bad way, but there's, there's certain training wheels and that's not for everyone. There's certain people that I knew personally that had to work their way through college and that's, and they were much more mature than other people are. And, and that includes myself. So at a certain point in time, you kind of have to learn how to become an adult and do things on your own. I remember my car broke down very early on and no one's coming out to save me. So you gotta have to learn, have to, you know, you have to learn how to do stuff on your own. Um, which I think, you know, Is a challenge for people. I think there's, there's also once you get out of school, you you kind of spend more time on your own. You do a little bit more self-reflection, which I, you know, can again, it can be difficult at times. Sometimes you're like, "I, I didn't expect to be in this position right now. I'd like to be over here, and sometimes that's just life, and you kind of have to work through it. You know, there's ups and there's downs, and you kind of, you know, you take it like a roller coaster. But um, you know, everyone faces unique and individual challenges, and that's kind of, you know, formulates them to where they are today. So, you know, I'd say I, I had a few, nothing too, too crazy, but, you know, I think the biggest thing is you just got to learn how to be an adult, you know, show up on time, be present, be attentive, ask questions, you know, really make the most of your time. I know sometimes you can be tired, but you, you really have to to pay attention and, and be alert and, and and you know, show up essentially long story short, show up and, and, and be on time is a big one. <laughs>
1: those are good ones for the work world, aren't they? I I think, you know, it's funny when you're a student, it's like you get your syllabus and you know exactly what you have to do to get your A and you go off and do it. And a lot of times people aren't taking attendance. And and then the work world, it's like everyone has to get an A. I mean, you will get laid off or fired if you don't go above and beyond. And no one really gives you the rubric and says, here's how how you get promoted and here's how you get a great performance review. So I think that That analogy of the training wheels is a good one. I never thought about that before because, you know, in college, it is very different. And like that first car breaking down is a good example. It's like, well, wait, I got to figure this all out. And budgeting and all the financial things can be uh, a big transition. But it's funny because I used to call our class, and this is before the pandemic, and you were in my class before the pandemic. I used to jokingly say, we're calling this class adulting 101. But after the pandemic, I took that away because I feel like it's so hard to even know what an adult is anymore and what a professional is. And I I feel like it's more just how to be a human in the world. Like I'm in this group and there's other humans. And sometimes we argue and sometimes we get our feelings hurt. I don't know what you think of that.
0: No, I completely agree. You know, at the end of the day, this is a human experience, right? Everyone can wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I can do it tomorrow very easily. So it's really, it's, it's the human condition. We're all human. At the end of the day, we all have feelings and bad times and good times. And it's, it's really about, you know, I personally, how I approach it, I try to just kind of be a moderate level. I think, um, you know, not to get too personal, but sometimes my girlfriend says I don't share too, too, like share enough. And, and that's a personal fault of my own, but I think that's how I kind of self-regulate and decompress and, um, other people can share a little too much. So, you know, it's, it's all in moderation, but yeah, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all, you know, have families and, and care about people and, and it's just part of life
1: yeah that's well said well said and when you were joking about oh i'm not clean shaven today but do you feel like the working world and maybe this is more your experience at the culture of your company is worried about that and worried about like are you wearing a blazer and are your shoes shined like is that a big deal for generation z students coming out i would say
0: um not particularly i would say it's important to be well put together in in the certain profession I work in fidelity as a company has since moved away from everyone being in in, in a suit and tie. Um, I even remember when I was first growing up I remember my father had was allowed to stop wearing a tie into the branch and I he thought that was crazy. Um, he told me a really funny story of when he first started working out as an advisor, he was told he was only to wear starched white shirts. He could not wear a blue shirt until, you know, he hit a certain goal or, or amount of tenure, amount of time in his role. And I always took that back as, uh, you know, I thought that was an interesting story and a pretty profound story. And we've kind of since moved away from that a little bit. Um, I would say a lot of people, typically aren't wearing blazers in the office, you'll see high level executives wear blazers, but I just passed by my, uh, the current CEO of Fidelity, um, Abby Johnson, and, uh, you know, on Fridays, she'll wear jeans. So, you know, it's part of how the corporate culture is kind of moved. Now I will also be transparent. If you go work at Goldman Sachs, they're going to laugh you out of the building. And that's just how life goes. That's just the, that's just the way they work, which is perfectly fine. So some people like to be kind of structured. Um, I like wearing a suit. I think it's fun. You feel like, you know, you're kind of a you feel like you're in armor. Um, but, um, it's also <laughs> nice to be in a little bit of, of Comfy clothes, uh, but you do do still have to be put together. You, You know, we don't want holes in your clothes. You know, if stuff doesn't fit right, make sure it's tailored, stuff like that. So, you know, get things that fit you, spend some money, just get nice basics. You know, I think that's a good way to approach it.
1: Yeah, that's a really great example that you gave being put together like don't look like you're going to the gym or the beach and you know out out on a Saturday night on Glenwood South it's just that's not the vibe, but you got to know. And read the room. And just like you said, certain companies are still kind of like you described with the start shirts, even though that was a generation ago. And certain companies are, well, we're remote half the time and we don't care what you're wearing, just get your job done. So interesting for you to reflect on it, um, Michael. We got to end on a high note here. So, favorite howling cow flavor.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) Everyone's going to really not like this part of the podcast. unfortunately i'm not much of a sweets person so uh i think if i had to pick one i'll just go with wolf tracks which is okay boring if i had my choice of snack though it would probably be popcorn or something salty so that's a horrible answer but it's
1: not i i don't you know it's the mood nothing wrong with some salty so we're not going to um say that that was a horrible answer thank you so much michael radulovic